Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Dave Swillam. Hi, Dave. Pleasure, I'm going to say, to meet you. One of the things I love most about this show is it, aside from zero to 60, it's a quarter mile drag race. Uh, the guest <laughs> space is also doing the same thing. So I, I've already had a chance to interview a person who I hadn't interviewed, like I knew this person for years. And I'm like, they don't really fit on this other show that I have. And I'm like, oh, that person fits on this new show. So I put her on. Or, totally. Or she was kind enough to join me. And then of course she said, you got to talk to Dave. So it's like Dave and I just met. We're like geeking out over microphones and stuff, which is great. All day. Um, we do. <laughs> yeah. All, all day. day. Except when you're supposed to be working on the the object prey behind you that you're like, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> working on your project, not talking to me, but so yeah. we do this little pre-warm-up conversation and I basically say to people, podcast, and then what comes out is what we wind up talking about. And you brought up that your uh, perception, your uh, opinion, I totally agree. Your opinion is that podcasting is this egalitarian, my word, um, medium and of like access barrier, just press record. And I totally agree with you. And and you had things to say about it and I cut you off because like, wait, I'm recording. So <laughs> when you started talking about podcast as um, a, uh, a vehicle or a communication channel, um, can you take me through like what you see podcasts being able to enable us to do? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally get like jazzed up on a, a topic and then like go. So you're right to stop me from, from talking. Cause once I I'm get, like, I pumped, I'm, like after it, yeah, you sh yeah, use it, use it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've, uh, you asked me that direct like that. I think that's an awesome question to ask people who are on this show, uh, because it's weird to be asked it like directly. Cause a lot of people I'm sure are podcasters or they're into podcasting in some way. And they're like, well, of course, like we're way past why I like podcasting and they're living it. But it's like, yeah. when you ask me just that and I think about it and I, I work with uh, podcasters and, and creatives for me, podcast doing is, is right. That first piece that you said where it is a, the barrier to entry to communicate is not there with like uh, it's starting there. There's definitely stuff happening with uh, conglomerates buying podcasting and things yeah, just there's like there's fracturing. TV coming in to, buy up streaming services. They, they, it took them time of podcasting being out there, YouTube being out there, things being out that are content that people are putting hours into and interacting with, and that's their TV or that's their radio. It took right. these bigger things time to come in, but I don't think that it's going to take away our ability to use these technologies that are just much simpler to use to streamline communication to people just like we are right now, we're uncensored. Yes. We're able to take our direct thoughts, put them out there regardless of what anyone else says. And that's it. And that's part of this new, I think, age and time that we're living in is this new, really real way to streamline real thoughts and conversation with technology, whether that's podcasting, YouTube, et cetera, all this stuff yeah, going yeah. on. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, thanks for being on the show today, Dave. It was a pleasure. No, no I'm kidding. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm out and mic drop. No, don't drop my mic. Um, the, so there, like, there are so many ways to, to talk about like what, you know, <laughs> you want to watch people fight, ask, you know, get three podcasters together, ask them what podcasting and get like seven opinions. Like what is podcasting? And there's like all these different things. There's like technical yeah. definitions. There's RSS, there's enclosures. Blah, blah, blah. And 
I think it's more interesting. I mean, I think all that's interesting too, but I think it's more interesting to look at it from like the point of view that you're raising, which is uh, like playing field level barriers, none go like, and what I'm seeing, um, and not, not just from the perspective of my show and and Dave's nodding vigorously for those of you at home or like (laughs) the video that now what's happening is the people who have things to say are like stuck for other reasons. So, um, mad props to you for not being one of the guests who has imposter syndrome. Most of the people that I reach out to, they're like, Oh, little old me, you want to talk to me? I'm like, Hey, pro tip. (laughs) If I ask you to be on the show, I totally do though. I think everyone's got a little bit of in there. I think it's like a daily fight imposter syndrome. I'll t- oh. I totally, yeah, that's tough. That's but thank you for not having imposter syndrome to show up for this. You were just like, oh, I'm in, you know, still like on the, in the <laughs> schedule. So I'm like, sweet. But I think that it it gives people, um, it gives people. Well, it's a tool, so it gives them. Um, you know, like I, I love the books are like bicycles for your mind is a neat little metaphor. Well, and I don't know what the metaphor is for podcasting, but it gives us this new power tool, this new lever to get more out of our thoughts, to get more effect in the world from our thoughts. It's like a microphone. It's like the microphone makes it so that the difference between me standing in front of a, a 200 people and talking yeah. and them not paying attention. Now the microphone's in front of me and it makes the human voice hit those 200 people. Podcast is like a microphone for the world because now I can say whatever it is that I think and that's delivered now to the entire world immediately. Yeah. It's amazing. Which which made me just go, a lot of people don't believe that the microphone works. You know, they get it they're like they're yelling at the thing and you're just like, yo, you could it's just got you. It. It's got you. Yeah, it works. And there's you know, there's that whole learning curve about you know, the, the first time people go, Hello? What? You know, they they, they, they like react oh, yeah. to their own voice. voice everybody everybody voice does of that. God. <laughs> Yeah. In your headphones. Yeah. That's that, you know, that's all a a basic human type of response to the engagement with this technology. And I, I think that is that the, our own personal reaction is magnified because it's audio, like the auditory part of your brain is an older brain function. So that whole thing about talking to people who are in a coma and, um, I don't believe in talking to one's plants, but you know, talking to your dog and your dog reacts a certain way. And like, that's a very deep, uh, physiologically deep, very emotionally deep connected thing. Right. And I, I think there's something, I'm notorious for rambling. Welcome to Craig no, I'm World, digging Dave. It. I'm there's something also about, so, you know, you and I are talking about podcasting being a tool and a vehicle and a low barrier for entry and it's empowering people, yeah. but it's also audio. Like they kind of had that when we invented VHS tapes or beta tapes, if you're old enough, you know, those are listening. Like we, we had like make your own TV and then we kind of had like YouTube and the internet, you could stream videos and stuff and that was possible. And, but there's something about, I, I believe there's something about the combination of the technology podcast being one of many mediums that now the tech is low barrier to entry right? and the combination with it's audio. <laughs> and I, I'm constantly talking about that audio part of it. Um, so before, like, before I let you talk again, I mentioned that you have a project behind, you're coding behind you because you're, you're like in the project. So tell me what the project is, what you're doing up in Portland, because I think that's going to tie into, tell me more about audio, but go ahead. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, right now I, I basically, I I've, I've worked out of other, other studios. I'm an audio engineer, uh, by trade. That's what I went to school for. That's what I'm all about. Just, uh, working with musicians and bands, of course. And then I got into podcasts and that kind of changed, 
uh, a lot of things and added a total different group of people that I could work with. So it's been really awesome uh, seeing that. But I've always worked out of other people's studios and uh, I almost bought one from uh, a mentor and the deal just didn't work out to buy his uh, property. So I knew that I wanted to build my own. Uh, Mm. After going to the audio engineer uh, conventions, audio engineer society, basically just going with other producers, other audio engineers, just like any other convention. But that's all we talk about there. Going to that in LA and New York, like every year, I would see these producers, these old school producers who used to work with the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin and and all of these amazing artists that I'd grown up listening to as a kid. Amen. And uh, <laughs> for real, right? Queen, I'm when they were on queen, stage, right? They're on stage Pink talking, Floyd. and they would be asking questions. You know, people would be asking them questions like, "What are some of the 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 greatest projects you've done, and why? Or what have been some of the biggest impacts and and things you've done in a session to kind of work with people to get the best art?" Many of them would talk about these artists going on tour. They would get burnt out. And they wouldn't be producing their art that they needed, no matter wh- how nice of the studio they were in anymore. And so they used to rent these the, rent these French uh, chateaus, these French farmhouses, and these studios. These people would all go to the farmhouse and mm. live on site, and the artists would record there and come out with amazing records because they would be away from everyone. They'd be mm. living on the farm. They could just go out and bike to the villages. And they would just record at the times that made sense for them away from distraction. And so I bought a 1850s farm up here about 20 minutes north of Portland, Maine, that my wife and I are, are renovating into a housing. So it's got an artist living space that we're creating now. And then we're renovating the barn after to actually become a recording studio for indie artists, but also on the bottom floor, a content creation space for businesses and entrepreneurs because like i said two very different types of people are jumping into audio right now and i want to support everyone with their creative in whatever medium or means that is that's a great point about the multiple types of creativity the multiple types of creatives um i'm not sure that i had that thought before thank you for saying that into a microphone (laughs) (laughs) do you find um Oh, so many things. I always say when I pause, it's not because I don't think you're interesting. It's because I have too many things to pull on. There's too many interesting threads. Um, I'll, I'll like lob it back to you. What, where do you think of is the next, the next thing that you want to pull on here? We've talked about a couple different things and we've got time for a couple more. Man. Um, you've said a bunch of things, Craig, that I was like really about where like I, I like the idea of what you're talking about. And I guess I brought it up and echoed it in terms of different people who are creative. I like, I run a podcast. The, how I got into podcasting is called the waking up from work podcast, which is about going after your passion, going after your dream. And I think a lot of people are podcasting because there's something they're passionate about and they want to talk about it. Yes. I think that people like when we're talking imposter syndrome, we're talking about the streamlined communication here. Know that there's so many different types of creative and I truly believe that where like I, I've come from a background working with musicians and that was creative for me. But now with podcasting or all this audio or video content that's out there, people who are business owners, people who are marketing, they're just hobbyists or whatever it is that they do. All of this is creativity. And there's different yeah. ways that we can use the tools that work for our content or who we are to express that. And, uh, 
I think you were talking about that a little bit, but I, I'm passionate about that. I like that people can create with different things now. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the painter or the mm. musician. Anyone can be a creative. It just depends on what it is that they're using to do that and why. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I have a, one of my favorites is like, once more, louder for those in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures you of you like, that you press. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, actually, I can do that in Zencaster. I can have a little a mix board up here, but I'm like, no, I'm not geeking out over the toys. Oh, <laughs> I would geek out on that too. That's cool. I know. I, I disabled it. I turned that feature off. I'm like, no, I do not need to have like the ballpark soundtrack at the push of a button or like the crowd goes wild. Like, oh, Craig does not need to. <laughs> the people who know me well are going, do if not. If you have it, you'll use it, right? Behavior, right? If it's no, there, don't. you use it. <laughs> I'll be like <laughs> tapping on it like it's a bongo drum. No. Um, I think it's always, um, it never ceases hundreds of recorded conversations, never ceases to surprise me. Um, <laughs> duh, Craig, there's 8 billion people on the planet. How many people I find who, um, the, the, the visual in my mind is like running through the forest and I'm mostly just doing my own thing. But every time I look around, there's other people running through the forest. You know, we're all kind of going the same way. And it never ceases to surprise me how many people are like, oh, there's Dave. Oh, there's this person. Oh, there's that person. And um, it's fun to find other people who have picked up. So, all right, I've, I've kind of always thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do like a podcasting retreat where I get a bunch of crazy podcasters and we all take our, I mean, right. So I've, I've had this idea, not yeah. like, not like I've ever really tried it. Okay. And you totally can do it better than me because I'm not an audio engineer. However, you're like bringing this up and I'm like, Oh, thank you for doing it because now I don't have to build it. <laughs> like I have too many, and I'm not saying I could do it as good as you, but like I have too many ideas. And every time somebody does one of them, I go, Oh yes. Okay. I can just stick to the 70 that I'm working on. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't do 71. Have to deal with 79 now. I don't have to do this one because at least it exists. Yeah. I, I did a programming like in a, in a previous life or earlier. I, I, was a, um, I, I did a lot of programming and I still do in systems administration. So like geek with a keyboard, you know, in text. And I did a retreat that was teaching a particular programming language one time. And we went to this, like a literal retreat in Georgia and we were literally in the woods and the, it was actually like a zip yeah. lining retreat. Oh, cool. You know, so we were there just being computer geeks. I don't think we went outside, but we had our own little cabins and the, like that, like burned the experience into my brain about, yeah, we ate, slept and drank programming. And it was 30 yeah. people who were, you know, and I mean, that's a different kind of thing. It was creative, but we were just like whacking code together. And then people would be sitting around by the fireplace yapping. And every once in a while, somebody would go by on a zip line that wasn't on a group, you know, that's awesome. windows, because we were up real high and it was really weird, but, um, all the factor but, zip lines into this barn build. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah. Right. Not exactly. doing climb, that. I don't have climbing wall. For that. Climbing <laughs> wall. Yeah. Well, that's bad too. No, never mind. Don't do a climbing wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you're, I mean, I know you're onto something. I think that's a really cool place. You know, like that's a, totally a really cool idea. space that you're imagining, not, not place like, I mean, Portland in Maine is really nice too. I've heard, it. but Love I it. meant place. I meant like the conceptual, the mental space. Yeah. People will live on site and do yeah. exactly what you just said. Like whether it's like small stuff where it's literally just one person, they want to launch their music or launch their podcast. They can yeah. live on site and just stay in that space. Or what you're saying that is kind of like the, the long plan is my wife is into uh, short rental experience based rentals. And because our state is called vacation land, we're looking into getting other properties that are the cabin in the woods or the off grid, whatever. And 
being able to also fold that back into this concept of if you're in writing mode as an author or you mm. are in coding or whatever, people who are creatives that don't even need to utilize this space, I'm so bullish on people being able to get away from things, especially in this time and age of distraction and bombardment and quick at you. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into their own space, being in that melting pot of multiple creatives. For me, that's magic, man. I'm, I always write with when I'm writing music. I always write better with other artists instead of just by myself. I always work better with collaborators and I always work better getting into a different universe than, you know, coming right from your job, right at, into a busy city and like, yeah, I'm trying just to pick like it back after up. Yeah. And figuring out food and parking and all the stuff that freaks me out and takes me out of it. I like to just get away, do my thing. And uh, it's almost like, yeah. um, uh, have you ever heard of um, Stephen Pressfield? I, I've never met the guy. He's not a friend of mine, but Stephen Pressfield writes a lot about the muse, you know, the, the semi serious, you know, this magical being that comes to the writers and like gives them the ideas. And they're like, oh, yeah, the muse is, the muse is really nice. As long as I'm at my desk every morning at 9am, eventually the muse shows up <laughs> with the idea, like, oh, I see what you're talking about. And, I think it was him who wrote something about the muse is quiet. Like the muse does not come up to you. And that's what I mean. Eventually it might, but I'm going to come up to you on the subway and scream over your headphones while you're playing some game. And like, this is the thing you got to write. You got to like, wow. you have to have room. And the muse will be like, I got a good idea. You know? And, and then you're <laughs> like, Oh, I heard that. But and it, it has to. And, and that's what I was thinking when you were talking about, creating like just now you're saying the immersive space i have to think about dinner i have to think about getting home i have to think here your people believe i think falsely that you can do really good stuff and cal newport is an author who writes about deep he calls it deep work yes that you I haven't need. read it but someone just told me about that yeah it's like on my i, I, I looked around what you can't see is all the books <laughs> I'm Craig and I have a problem with books. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I had like a wish list and it got the, the 500 books. Yeah. It's a well, good except, and I thought, crap, I have 500 books on the, I want to get these lists. There's hundreds in the house. I haven't read. I want to get 500 wow. books. I'm like, crap. Okay. I'll make a priority tag and I'll start tagging the books. And I have like a 300 priority, but it's not working. Oh my gosh. The problem is I need to read more. But anyway, wow. I wow. really think you are on and now I'm wondering, like, oh, I bet you you're just ahead of the curve. I mean, not just like, yeah, no big deal. I mean, just like, I think we're going to see more of this because we're already we're already seeing um, Brooklyn's classic example. We're already seeing the Brooklyn pod space, you know, where you can go and use the studio. And they have somebody who runs the board for yep. you. And, and like they have the gears there. I don't know. Do you bring your own mics? Whatever. But, I mean, it's all there. And then you can like show up and be the talent and record. And I'm like... When I saw that, because Brooklyn's not that far from me, I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I mean, I got that. I, you know, like I don't need, it's not, it's more than the space. And like, I love my house, love my wife, love my life, but I can only do this a few hours a day. Right. <clears throat> and that, and the idea of being able to go there is super, super on it. Right. Um, yeah. I love those spaces. I mean, I think that like we will be doing that here too. Like I, I want to reduce friction as much as possible from everyone to be able to do just like you are, you're doing that with this community. You're doing that with your podcast where yeah, you're doing these down. quick episodes and, and cutting it down to just what it needs to be to deliver the content. I want to reduce friction from people as much as possible to, so that when they have any hesitation of why I should not do this thing that they just do it, I want mm -hmm. them to do that. But I think that uh, even like, like physical spaces is great because you have the ability to get people together 
but obviously we've learned in the times that sometimes you can't. And I'm, I'm going to be, um, I have done so much through, uh, online just like this is incredible too. So I'm, I, I'm really interested to see all the different things that we are able to do in both of those. It's pretty right. crazy. <clears throat> Let's try, um, is there something, this is a little, this might be a little hard to answer, but is there something that you can think of like, a uh, dear listener, go try this or go consider this. Is there something you can think of that we could leave people with uh, an open loop in their brain that might challenge them or nudge them or encourage them to try something different or to go deeper into the creativity aspect of podcasting? Mm. Mm. Okay. Podcasting specifically? Yeah. Podcasting specifically, I'm thinking because people are podcasters who are listening. Hi, Mo. Okay. And this would be for people that would be hesitating to start a podcast or this or, is for people or they've that got are. one, but they feel like it's not going anywhere. Not like a download. So just like, yeah, I've done 15 episodes and I'm just, I'm not feeling the love for my work. You know, like things are feeling a little, maybe they're feeling a little stale or maybe they just don't, maybe they feel like I did it, but eh, you know what I mean? A little bit of magic missing in their okay. own personal. Cause opinion. those are very different, right? Cause I, yeah. I totally, I'm at like episode 123. And there's been very many times that I'm like on the way back on the airport, like recording something on my AirPods or I'm like, just even though as an audio engineer, it's just content is king and keeping that consistent. Like it's tough it is really tough, you know? And, uh, I hit multiple points where I'm like, I think I'm all set. Like, I think I'm out. <laughs> and, uh, sometimes people, sometimes other people get me out of it because a singular person, like I'll get in my head just like you, like I can tell that you're analytical yeah. by nature and I'll look at downloads and I'm like, Oh man, that episode didn't do good. Or like people didn't listen to that or whatever. And one singular person will like send me a DM or an email or something and be like, Hey, I was depressed or I had anxiety or I didn't want to start my creative or I was nervous to start it. And like, you got me to do it. And like something happened from, for one single person Yes. from one of my episodes. And I was like, I will keep doing this because winning this, yeah. this one person matters. <laughs> and this is that one, literally you do a podcast. There's one download. Sometimes it's like when you've been doing it for a while, it's hard to like, remember what your real problems are. You know, when you're looking at the downloads that yeah. that one download could change a life. First of all, even if it's very lighthearted content that could mean something to someone more than you'd ever know. So that would be my first thing is just remember that. And I guess like a way to force yourself to mix it up when I'm like in a funk, there's two different things that I'll do. And it's to spark, spark that it'd be one is I, I journal daily. I write down certain things. And so if I have something where I'm, I'm procrastinating it because I'm like, this will really mix up my podcast, but I, I just am scared to do it. And that's why I haven't done it yet. I will write that it has to be done before noon. So it 100% has to be done before noon, even if I'm terrified of it. So then like, I know before noon, I have to do it. So if I'm afraid of live streaming and I've only been doing it, you know, as a podcast and I've never live, the live streams coming out at 1159, you know, or if I'm, uh, I'm afraid of, uh, going, uh, you know, to a place on location and I've never done that before, I'm going to book it or something before 1130, even if I can or something. So that's one thing. And another thing is, is a little funky, but if I'm in a funk and I'm like waking up and I'm just not getting shit done, I'll take a cold shower. And that like is the hardest thing that I did early in the day where I had to tell myself to do something that my body told me not to do. And I'm like, F you, David, we're doing this anyway. 
And that will kind of immediately put me in a different mm. headspace where I'm like, okay, like F you, David, you're doing it anyway. <laughs> so do something before noon if you're procrastinating it or mix yourself up some way and, and just book it. And, and once it's like you crack the egg, it's like once I live streamed or once I did something different or whatever, then you never feel like that's a weird thing again because you just got weird, you know? Awesome. <laughs> uh, out of the park. So thanks for taking the time out of your clearly busy schedule when you need to go back to work um, and for sitting down having a chat, for taking a chance on the show. Loving it. Thank you for, uh, well, for a fun conversation before, during, and along the way, but also for having like some, I think some really good concrete, go try this ideas for people listening. If anybody's listening. Hello. Cool. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for having me on the show, man. This is such an awesome show to have for people.